Pumpkin. I got to keep resetting that because we got a big day today. Time to get done. We've already taken one telephone call that got racked. And if we didn't actually physically rack it, we should have racked it. Had a Detroit Lion on already. This hour's open. Mitchell Schwartz coming up next hour. And I mentioned the matchups for the divisional round are awesome. Also, Wednesday is an ATP day. Ask the pros. You get to ask me a question, and it's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com slash pros. Ask me a question. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts. For all of your car care needs, get the parts and service you need fast. From the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. You have your phone number. You know where to find me on the X at Jim Rome. Email me at rome at haveatake.com. All right, Steeler fan, I know, I feel like I'm beating my head against a wall, right? It's not like I'm changing your mind. It's not like you're changing my mind. But let's get into it again. I don't have to ask how you're doing this morning because I know you saw the report. And if you saw that report, I'm guessing the majority of you are not happy right now. Because you've been hammering me and hammering away at this show with your thoughts on Mike Tomlin. And now, when Mike Tomlin walked off the podium, when a reporter tried to ask him about his job status, you thought, maybe, I know you're Steeler fans, you thought, good, good, he's gone, he's mad, (laughs) we're finally free of the problem that is Mike Tomlin, like, because he's such a problem, all he does is win more games than he loses. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, Steeler fan, you haven't won a playoff game since 2016, yeah, I know, I know. You've hit me over the head with that every single hour for the last, I don't know, six weeks or more. I know a bleep ton of you are Darko mad right now. It's a complete crap. Upon hearing that Mike Tomlin reportedly told his players and coaches that he would return next year for the final year of his contract, you all reacted like Darko and thought... It's a complete crap. Yeah, how's that grab you? How does it also grab you that they may talk extension with him in the offseason? What do you think about that? You probably also think that that is a complete crap. It's a complete crap. Hey, look, I know you, Steeler fan. I do. And I know you're not happy about that, just as I know you're not happy with what I'm about to say. And I get it, all right? You love your team. I understand the passion. You want to win. But do you really think you want to win more than Tomlin wants to win? All right? I get you. I get why you want it so badly. But what I don't get is this notion that he shouldn't be coaching your team. I get 18 years in one place is a long time. I get that messages can get stale. I understand that. And I get that some of his coaching hires haven't made a hell of a lot of sense. Starting with Matthew Nova Scotia. I get that. But let me tell you what else I get. Coaching is about maximizing the potential in a locker room. And Tomlin does that. He does it every single season. He's not picking the players. He's coaching the players that are given to him. You want to talk about an impossible standard. This dude hasn't had a losing season in 17 years, and he just went 10-7. and 10-7, and seven, and not in the AFC South, mind you, but in the AFC bleeping North, the toughest division in all football. And of the remaining teams in the playoffs, Steeler fan, tell me what the common denominator is. This is not a hard question. Look at who's left. 
and tell me what they all have in common. Really good quarterback play. Really good quarterback play. Sustained elite quarterback play. Look at the eight teams. Look at who they all have under center. Dudes who have consistently made big plays in big games to get their respective teams to the divisional round. Some of whom have been doing it for years. Some of whom have already done enough to get in the Hall of Fame. Some of whom who are just getting started. But they're all doing it right now at a really high level. You know, the very thing that you haven't had in years. Yes, Mason Rudolph played well for three weeks. Three weeks to help you get into the postseason. But Buffalo reminded us Monday that Mason's a good backup and a good dude and a good soldier, but he's not a playoff-winning quality quarterback, right? And yet y'all continue to kill Tomlin. You're killing this guy for decisions that the front office makes. He's not the one that drafted Tiny Hands. Tiny Hands. And by the way, Ben, Tiny Hands. as great a quarterback as Ben was, Tiny Hands. Ben was not the easiest player to coach, I would imagine. Tiny hands. Yeah, Tomlin never complained about that. Tomlin never ran him under the bus. Tomlin never pointed the finger at him. Although Ben did point the finger at Tomlin. Ben Roethlisberger. Tomlin was not the one who signed Mitch Trubisky. Fire up your next alarm, Alvin. Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. Tomlin is not the one who keeps drafting questionable character dudes. Mitch Trubisky. Yet he's the one who gets blamed when these guys act exactly the way they've always acted. And no, just because some of his guys have popped off this season does not mean he lost the locker room. All right? A lot of you want to compare this situation and are even actually trying to say to me, hey, Rome, how is this different than Dallas's situation? How is it different than Dallas's situation? How is it similar to Dallas's situation? It's got nothing in common with Dallas's situation. Dallas was a Super Bowl-ready team. Dallas was supposed to win it all this year. Dallas has their quarterback. Dallas has a quarterback who was supposed to be an MVP candidate this year. What do you, what do you mean, how is this different than Dallas's situation? How is it similar? It's nothing like that. Look at the two rosters. Dallas is built to win right now. Is anybody going to look at Pittsburgh's roster and say, oh, that's a Super Bowl caliber team? If they had a coach, they'd be in the Super Bowl. No, if they had a quarterback, we could begin to have that conversation. I mean, this is not a paper, rock, paper, scissors, or rock, paper, Sirianni implosion that you're seeing further east. How do I know? How do I know? Listen to the guys that matter in that locker room. Listen to TJ Watt. Listen to Cam Hayward. Listen to what they have to say about Tomlin. All right, this isn't like Doc or Dak, I should say, going out of his way to protect Big Mike. I'm talking about TJ Watt. I'm talking about Cam, right? They don't want to play for anybody other than Tomlin. I understand, Steeler fan. I understand. I'm not saying you should settle or accept not winning playoff games. I understand the standard. I know the standard is high, but so does Tomlin. It's just that I don't see any coach, any coach, either available 
or not available that could have gotten any more out of that team this year than Tomlin did. I certainly don't see one on the open market that could, honestly. If you want to be mad at the guy, be mad at him for walking out on that question after the Bills loss. Like, I understand that. That I didn't really get. That was weak. Anyone? Mike, you have a year left on your contract. You can call that guy out for that. You can be mad about that. That was weak, I think. Or if you want to hold a grudge against Tomlin, hold a grudge for him lying to the entire world. Yes, Mike, I just called you a liar. I I did do that. I'm not going to apologize for that. Because you did lie. You capped. You lied when you promised straight fire the day that you joined Twitter back in the day. You didn't deliver on that at all. That right there is a complete crap. It's a complete crap. But, but, the guy's still doing his job as coach of the Steelers. And ownership was not going to fire this guy. So apparently you are, quote, stuck with non-straight fire Mike for at least one more season. How's that possible? Well, I'm sure they would have let him go if he wanted to. They're not firing this dude. Hey, this just in. Steeler fan, you know this. Your franchise is an anomaly in this regard. They don't fire coaches. They don't overreact. They don't make knee-jerk decisions. I actually like that about the Steelers. They're different in that regard. They don't fire coaches. They don't. And they weren't going to fire this guy. And I don't think they should fire this guy. In fact, I'm kind of surprised he wants to come back hearing what he hears from you every single day. Maybe it's pride, or maybe, maybe he loves the gig. Maybe he loves the organization. Maybe despite everything you say about him, he loves the town. Maybe he loves his players. But I'm here to tell you, the guy could have walked. The guy could have walked and it would have taken him five seconds to get another job. He wants to be there. I'm not saying he's perfect. I'm saying, here's what I'm saying. No coach, available or unavailable, Dead or alive, wins anything that matters without a quarterback that matters. And he doesn't have one. Hey, Rome, what about Belichick? What about him? The GOAT. Six rings, nine Super Bowls with Tom Brady, the greatest coach ever. Brady leaves. What happened to Belichick? I don't care who you are. You don't win without a quarterback. This guy doesn't have one, but he maximized what they gave him. I guess what I'm trying to say is what I think. You're lucky he even performs for you bastards. bastards. Leave Mikey alone. alone. Stuart, I know you hate that take. I know you hate that take. For some reason, you hate that guy. And if your point to me is, Rome, you... The national media, and you just don't get it. That's one thing we do agree on. I don't get it. I don't know why you're trying to run this guy off. Especially when he wants to be there. Who's better? Who would be better in that spot? Anyway, it looks like you've got him for another year, and maybe more if they do negotiate an extension in the offseason. Unless he decides he doesn't want to be there any longer than that. 
888-729-8686. I would pose the question, how do you feel about that? But I already know. I already know. Like this guy. And again, this guy's name on the X is Trade Tomlin. Hey, another non-losing season in Pittsburgh. Raise the banner and bring everybody back. Dude, nobody's talking about raising any banners. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying have a victory parade. I'm not saying raise a banner. I'm saying get this guy a little help. Get this guy a quarterback. I'm not even saying bring everybody back. It ain't broke. I'm saying what did you really expect? Look at that roster. Did you expect more than a playoff appearance out of that roster? Hey, Rome. This one says, hey, Rome. Newsflash. Three of Tomlin's AFC North wins came against Tyler Huntley and Jake Bleeping Browning twice. Stop defending mediocrity. The standard in Pittsburgh is a Super Bowl. Not losing is not the standard. Winning championships are. Hey, Sal. Newsflash. He does have a Lombardi. He does have that. And you're seriously trying to tell me that three wins in that division don't count? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I'd even say, how much better would you be if Jake Browning was your quarterback? Like a win against that guy doesn't matter either? What are you talking about? You're in the AFC North. Hell yes, those wins count. Man, they hate this guy. Here's another one. At Wolf Mongolia, Tomlin's legacy. No discipline, no accountability, piss poor clock management, never has his team ready to play, always plays down to the competition, but he's never had a losing season unless you count the postseason 8 and 10. I don't know, dude. That might be your point of view, but I'm here to tell you that's not his legacy. And that sure as hell is not the way he's seen around the league. His legacy is starting his career with 17 straight seasons of 500 or better. That's never been done. That's his legacy. That's never been done, and that's never going to be repeated. Here's another one. Quote, one more year of that moron is just about as much as we can take. He is a smug jerk, and it's getting really old. I mean, how did it get so personal with y'all? How is it that he's so offensive to you when you don't show up to the facility every single day and listen to him and work for him and get coached by him But the guys who do don't have a problem with him. The guys who matter most. Moron. I mean, not only that, but the the name-calling dude. Moron. No discipline, no accountability. Hey, listen. You're a moron. I'm not going to tell you how to feel. I'm just saying I don't agree with you. I'm saying you're right. I don't get it. We are definitely on different pages on this one. Hey, look, you live there. You live it. You live and die with your team. They're not my favorite team, although they were when I was a kid. 
I'm not going to tell you you're wrong to feel a certain way. You feel the way you feel. I'm not even trying to talk you out of it. I'm just saying I don't agree at all. I think the guy's a really good coach. But man, they are down on him. 1-800-636-8686. Let's see another one. Amber's in. Romy. Is Steeler fan delusional? They really think that Tomlin is the problem? Did they forget about Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph? They're straight garbage. If the Steelers want to be better, get a better QB. Steeler fans' heads are up their asses. War Lady Clones. War Lady Clones. It's kind of curious, right? So I know how Steeler fan feels. Yeah, I just read you the response. And now you see how other fans of other teams see their situation. Here's one. Cowboys fan in Ohio. The most insufferable fans here aren't Browns fans. It's Steeler fans. Mike Tomlin is a great coach. The grown-ups are in charge in Pittsburgh. Tomlin will right the ship. When he does, Steeler fans will be more annoying than they are right now. Paul and Dayton. This guy says, hey, Rome, preach, brother. Longtime Steelers fan. Your take on Tomlin was perfect. I don't understand all the hate. What's the better option? What coach could win with Pickett, Trubisky, and Rudolph? Or T.J. Watt winning the Defensive Player of the Year? Lance and Boise. Essentially where I come out on that. What coach is going to win with those guys at quarterback? What coach ever has won anything that mattered without a great quarterback? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. And one more before I go to break. At PJ in the Mile High, quote, as the coaching carousel gets tired and played out, hearing from the guys on the teams who are firing into this weekend is wild. Four fantastic games coming at us to silence the other crap in the NFL. These guys fire me up. Hey, listen. One, great to hear that. They should. They should. Even though they're all buttoned up, I'm glad they fire you up. But I know why they're buttoned up. But I got to tell you something. The coaching carousel, although I'm not looking to get anybody fired, I'm not here to be a coach killer. Don't tell me the carousel is tired, man. The coaching carousel is fascinating. Not only is it not tired, not only is it not played, man, it's just getting started. There are seven openings. Seven. Seven openings. The GOAT is available. The national champion head coach is available. I disagree. What do you mean you're tired of the carousel? The carousel is fascinating. Where is the GOAT going to end up? Where is Harbaugh going to end up? Where is Mike Vrabel going to end up? And the teams in question are pretty interesting. Could Pete Carroll get another look? Who are the hot candidates this year? Who's going to succeed Pete Carroll? Uh, That I totally disagree with. Coaching carousel, I mean, I'm sorry that it affects so many people and their families. I mean that. I'm sorry that it affects people and their families. Full stop. It's awesome. 
The carousel itself is awesome. People getting fired is not awesome. People having to uproot their families and move across the country, again, is not awesome. But you know what? In fairness, that's what they signed up for. They know that life. But the carousel spinning itself is incredible. Hey, man, my favorite team is Team Content. And the coaching carousel is first-team All-Pro on Team Content. Let's see here. I'm going to read this as it's written. Jim, you know who can't, quote, get the hump? Sincerely, Alvin. Come on! Some James in Portland. That's not Jake in New York City. That's not what he would say. James in Portland would do much better than that. I don't need fake or faux James in Portland's. Just let him do what he does. Josh Allen can't ever get the hump. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing he can. Josh Allen can't get the hump, but Alvin absolutely can. Come on! Come on! Never has somebody gotten so much mileage out of so little. James in Portland. Like, his takes are always one sentence long with some weird Pornhub sound and a manual buzzer. And that guy, that's his whole brand. Also, the, the, the whole thing about the coaching carousel, yeah, man, that's tired. That's played. It is? Are you tired of wondering whether or not Bill Belichick and Jarek could coexist? Because I'm not. I really want to see that. All right, I like it. Good reaction today. Way to go, clones. Keep coming. Hit me up on the phones. Hit me up on the X. Hit me up on email. I'm not hard to find. Still ahead, Mitchell Schwartz will be joining us. Curious to get his thoughts on Mike Tomlin. We will have that at the top of hour number three. I got a quick question for you. Why is Old Trapper Beef Jerky the best thing ever? Why don't we start with the fact that it's a family-run business, a family-run business that cares about their craft. They stand by quality. They produce the world's finest beef jerky. Ask me. Do not be fooled by other brands. I've had this conversation a number of times, but I want to make sure you understand. Beef jerky is not all one and the same. There's Old Trapper, and then there's everybody else. Every single bite of Old Trapper is tender, it's never tough, and it's because they use just the best ingredients. They don't have to, but they do. They also have that clear view package. They want you to see exactly what you're buying. And it comes in four amazing flavors. Find out which one you like best, or just do all four. Grab and go with a four-ounce bag or load it up with an 18-ounce bag. That way, there's enough for everybody. If you don't see it, ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares Old Trapper. What's your beef? You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Still thinking about this Mike Tomlin conversation. So I go back to that one caller or that one person who hit me up via email and just lit Tomlin up and said he's never, ever, ever had any kind of accountability or discipline for his players. I mean, like, the guy coached Antonio Brown for his entire career almost, and there were no issues. He handled that. Tom Brady couldn't handle Antonio Brown. And on this whole issue of quarterbacks, like Belichick— He's had three losing seasons 
in the last four with terrible quarterback play, right? In those three years. Tomlin, it doesn't matter what bad quarterback you give him. He still wins more than he loses. So I don't know what you're talking about. Nobody is going to win without a good quarterback. Yeah, Rome will. They beat, he beat Browning twice. Browning's probably better than anybody they have on their roster right now. And beating Browning is not a small thing. Guy's a quality player. Browning could start in that league. Again, Stewart fan, I'm not trying to talk you off this point. I'm saying I just don't understand your point of view on this. Much less how it got so personal. So personal. All right, let's go to the phones. I've read a lot of the reaction. 1-800-636-8686. Look who's back. And I'm glad to see it. This did not go well the first time. I had solicited a phone call from somebody who was at the game at Ford Field. I had to know what it was like to be inside that building. So Tina in Detroit called up, said she was there, said she was 70, and Alvin, cold-blooded, dropped the hammer on her because she didn't know the rule. It's not her fault. Tough rule. Tough spot to be in, and I felt terrible about it. I even lost a little bit of sleep over it, but a rule is a rule, right? Thankfully, like her team, like her town, she's tough. She's gritty. She's back. Let's go to the phones. I'm going to let her cut the line after what happened last time. Tina in Detroit. Tina, it's great to have you back. Why don't you go ahead and finish what you started or do whatever you want, except tell us how old you are. Okay. That was actually the second game I had been to. The first one was the Chargers game out in L.A. at SoFi. And I thought that was electric since our entire section, except for five people, were Lions fans. But then this game happened, and it was just unbelievable. You couldn't hear yourself think. And all you wanted to do was stand up and yell some more. It was, I can't wait for this week. I can't go this week, but hey, um, I think it's going to be even more. We are passionate. We have been patient. But I think our patience is at the end. And I think that we are going to encourage our team to do it. Tina, I have a question for you. What if, for instance, you don't win that game? Are you ecstatic that you got over the hump, that you're in a certain place right now, and that it's it's a good thing? Or if you don't win this game, to your point, are we out of patience, and it's not going to be a good thing? Like, what's the reaction going to be if they come in and they beat you? We're Lions fans. <laughs> we have had disappointment. We have, I don't know, I think we've been through hell in the last 50-some-odd years. I I can't see us losing. I got you. Listen, let me jump in. First of all, thank you for calling back. She's like, he's hung up on me again. Yeah, but at least we didn't drop the hammer. She's like, we're Lions fans. I think we've been through hell. I'm not a Lions fan, but I don't think there's any think about it. You have been through hell. It has been 32 years since you experienced what you had experienced last. Tina, at least you're old enough to know. It's a whole generation of Lions fans that have no idea. Listen, 
I understand you saying, we're not going to lose. How can we lose? You see that atmosphere? You see the way we play? I understand feeling that way. You could lose. I'm telling you, do not underestimate Tampa Bay. I think even like Bob in L.A. was like, hey, hey, Jim, Jim, listen, there's like the sense of all we have to do is beat the Bucks at home. Like God is smiling on us. This is a dangerous way of thinking. Tampa Bay is good. They're a good team. They're a dangerous team. They're a confident team. They're flying around defensively. You've got a quarterback in Baker Mayfield who is not afraid. He's got guys to get the ball to. Don't underestimate them and don't assume anything. Detroit fan, you more than anybody should know not to assume anything. You're favored. You should be. And yeah, you should be disappointed if you don't win that game. But don't assume it, man. I, I think that's a really dangerous way to look at this. Like, not, now we're one win away. No, you're not. You're not one win away. You still have to beat Tampa Bay. I love that game. Love that matchup. I love every game this weekend. All right, so Tina got in. Allen. 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 Dude. You thought that Allen was savage before. Here's the thing, dude. If I say what you just said to me, that's not running you under the bus. Don't say it to me if you don't want me to repeat it to them. At least wait for the break so maybe there's some clearance. Alvin just hit me with, and I quote, her first call was probably better. This dude, (laughs) see? In other words, that little ding means I apologize for absolutely nothing. Alvin, how badly did you want to run her again? You know you did. I'm shocked you didn't. The... The at the real Alvin Deloro, man. The real Alvin Deloro is finally coming out. It took 15 years, but he's finally coming out. Dude, not only did you have your finger hovering over the run button, you had a sledgehammer, dude. You were about to jump up and down on that thing with both feet. I know you were. You were coming off the top rope to land on the run button. You wanted to run her so badly. If you could do it retroactively, Alvin, I know you would. See, her first call was probably better. (laughs) It's cold. All right, when we come back, we're wide open. I, I may change up and talk about the Clippers, believe it or not. Or you know what? The calls are great. The reaction's great. I may just hand this thing over to you clones. I'll need an ATP next hour. Keep that in mind. Mitchell Schwartz is joining me next hour. Keep that in mind. I've got a Jim Rome podcast episode coming up after the program. Keep that in mind. Michael Lombardi will join me. We'll stretch out with him. Michael Lombardi's always good on this program, but I'm sure he'll be even better when we... Live from Southern California... This is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio.
If you like using debit over credit, don't you think it's time that you also get rewarded? Now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everybody with cash back on everyday purchases with no fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card limitations do apply. All right, so let's talk about Detroit and Tampa Bay for a minute. They both earned it. They both belong there. However, just step back for a minute and think about this. The Detroit Lions and the Tampa Bay Bucks are both a game away from an NFC Championship appearance. I mean, that's pretty incredible when you think about it. Now, again, two good teams that have earned it. But the Lions and the Bucks are playing for the right to play in the NFC Championship game. It's amazing, all right? Like, that, that's, that's a legitimate thing. That's not a trip to Vegas, that when you go to Vegas and you have a chance to play for the Ears Invitational, this is a legitimate thing, a legitimate chance to win something that matters, a legitimate chance to get to a game within the Super Bowl. And all they have to do is beat each other, right? I mean, you can hear it. You can hear Lions fans saying, we've got this. We've already won. All we have to do is beat the Bucks. Well, the fact of the matter is, the Bucks are probably, the Bucks fans, are saying the same thing. All we have to do is beat the Lions. Both sets of fans are saying that. All we have to do. Bob said it. God smiled on us. Look what God gave us. The Tampa Bay Bucks and another home game. All right, so all the Bucks need to do to get back to the championship game Sunday is beat the Lions. But here's what the Bucks don't need to do. They don't need to contend with the weather. They don't need to beat the elements. Because thankfully, as we all know, the Lions, and this is really big this time of year, right? We saw what happened in Kansas City. We saw what happened in Buffalo. They're expecting more horrible weather in Buffalo. Thankfully, the Bucks don't need to deal with the elements in Detroit because as we all know, they play indoors. Or I thought we all knew that. Because judging from Todd Bowles' presser yesterday, and this is unbelievable, unbelievable, but this is an actual question that he actually had to field. Coach, you, you. Uh, looking forward towards um, Detroit, um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, today, it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we tend to to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. I don't um, No, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors, and we only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus, going under the thing, so we'll be okay. Uh-oh! Hey, you know, Coach, you are a warm-weather team. We saw what happened in Miami when they had to go to Kansas City. You are in Tampa. What's going to happen? How awkward was that? The sheer awkwardness of the entire room knowing that that question was a disaster, a slow-moving train wreck as she developed that thought. 
and went about asking that question. The question dragging on for an eternity. One of the first things they teach you at journalism school, and I'm not saying that I always do this, but I know, I know it to be true. Ask short questions. Ask short questions. That was not a short question, and you knew where that was going to end up. Nowhere good. And thankfully for her, Todd Bowles gave the classiest deadpan response ever. He could have gotten really weird about it. Could have gotten a little annoyed or pissy about it. Could have stormed off like Mike Tomlin. Like, do I really need to hear this? Did you really just ask me what we're going to do if we encounter the elements? He had the best response. You know, it's going to be 13 degrees in Detroit, coach. What, as a warm weather team, what are you going to do? He had the best response. He just, without being insulting or condescending or patronizing, he said, you do know we play indoors, right? You do know we play indoors, right? They got a dome. Classic. The only thing missing was the reporter following up with, yeah, yeah, but it's still 13 degrees outside. Anyway. Classic. If she did that, if she hit him with a butt, it's a cold weather game anyway, then I'd be putting her right up there with the icon, with the goat, with the best to ever do it, with my favorite reporter ever, whoever she is. The Rafa tennis reporter. Here is your goat. Hi, um, um, Nadal. Congratulations on your win. And I would like to know how do you feel after the game, and if you're ready to give it another try. I lost, by the way. Yeah, I know, but it's a, it's a, it's a win anyway. Mm. That exchange right there is the goat. The Todd Bowles exchange would never even come close to that, but nothing would. Nothing ever will. Every single part of that is perfect, starting with the high to the absolute class of Rafa, letting her know that, by the way, I actually lost. I lost, by the way, to the unmitigated gall of that reporter to immediately fire back with, but it's a win anyway. All the way through Rafa's legendary, eh, Mm. It's also perfect. It's just straight gold. It's liquid gold. It's glorious. Mm. Now, the Bulls exchange is incredible. It just doesn't quite measure up. What she needed to do was hit Bulls with a, but it's a cold weather game anyway. And then he needed to hit back with, mm. I lost, by the way. Yeah, I know, but it's a, it's a, it's a win anyway. You do know we're in a dome, right? Yeah, but it's 13 degrees anyway. Maybe then we have a conversation as to whether or not this somehow stacks up to the GOAT. But honestly, to me, it should be a lesson. I know I'm all about accountability and responsibility, except in that situation. If you ever find yourself in that situation, well, first of all, never find yourself in that situation. Prepare. Prepare a little bit. Be better than that. But if you aren't prepared or your editor sends you out to do something that you're not qualified to do or you haven't prepared or both, what you don't want to do 
is stretch the question out and babble on for about 30 seconds. Because that's not going to make you look any more competent. It's quite the opposite. You're not getting around to it. Ask the question. Ask the question. The other real lesson here is if you colossally blow it like that in a public press conference, there's only one move. It's the Rafa reporter move. You got to double down. You got to dig in. You have to tell that person up on the podium that they're wrong no matter who they are and no matter how right they are and no matter that the entire world knows you're the one that's wrong. Stand in, dig in, and fight and lie and make more things up. Yeah, I know, but it's how it's done. Like her. That's how it's done. That's how it's done. Congratulations on – I mean – couldn't have been more wrong. It's one thing to say, how are you going to deal with the elements and not know that they play in a dome? But it's entirely another thing altogether to get the outcome of a match or a game wrong. Congratulations on your win. Uh, I lost, by the way. I lost, by the way? It's still a win. Yeah, no, you no, didn't. But it's, a, it's, a, it's a win anyway. It's a win anyway. Might be the single greatest comeback in the history of the world. I, I don't mean an exchange between an athlete and a reporter. I mean an exchange between any human being and another human being. Congratulations on the win. I lost, by the way. Oh, it's a win anyway. There's your standard. So here's my advice to any aspiring journal. If you're ever in that position and you're really wrong I mean, and the entire world knows you're wrong... And even deep down, you know you're wrong, and you should know better. Just stand in, man. Stick to the script. Stick to the line of questioning. Push back. Try. And then maybe you can be the goat. Yeah, I know, but it's a, it's a, it's a win anyway. Mm. What are you doing to prepare for 13-degree weather? You do know hey, we play in a dome, right? We're not doing anything. We're getting off the bus and walking in to the stadium. That's what we're doing. Mitchell Schwartz joins me when we come back.